Holy Hour of Power, the Terry and Jesse show. I got my partner, Paul Clay on. Terry's out doing some apostolic work. And I've got my Jesus 911 partner, Paul Clay. Paul, how are you, my friend? Jess, happy to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. A couple things I want to mention is that the month of December is dedicated to the Immaculate Conception. The first 24 days of December fall during the liturgical season that we call Advent. That's usually represented by the color purple, symbol of penance, mortification, sorrow, contrite heart. Then we're going to move into the Christmas season. Jesus is the reason for the season. And the liturgical colors are going to change to gold, white, which is a symbol of joy, purity, and innocence. And uh, there is absolutely no, no more beautiful season of the year in the United States than the Christmas season. Thank you to our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you to the yes. Blessed Virgin Mary, and thank you to the Catholic Church. Amen. Paulie, on the rundown today, here's what we're going to be talking about when we start, when we start the show. and uh, We're going to be talking about some, some stalwart, brave op- apostles, successors of the apostles, Cardinal Mueller, uh, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, uh, also the Archbishop, from another Archbishop from Kazakhstan, uh, his name is uh, Tomas Peta, and a few others, but they are—they are—they got 2020 vision theologically. What I'm saying, they see mm-hmm. things clearly, and and uh, and and so do many of the bishops out there in Africa, Paul. The uh, the Malawi bishops and another Nigeria just came out as as a conference. They say, nope, ain't happening here. No priest can bless anybody. Uh, that's coming and asking two homosexuals asking for a blessing. It ain't happening in Af- in these dioceses in Africa. However, the Austrian bishops have caved in. The Austrian bishops have said no Catholic priest can refuse homosexuals that want a blessing. So, well, th- Paul, this is Akita Japan front and center. The prophecies of Our Lady, bishop against bishop, cardinal against cardinal. We are seeing it right now in full living color. Yes, yes. And let's not forget that the spiritual father of those African bishops was none other than Arch- Archbishop Marcel Lefebvre. Ah, yes. yes. So I'm, they, they, I'm sure he's so, praying for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, if, that's a good connection. And there's also a very, uh, very famous saint in the African, African Catholic uh, tradition. It's called uh, uh, Saint Charles uh Lawanga and what he did he was catechizing Africans I forget what century this was and the king there the emperor he wanted to sodomize all the boys in the village and he says no we're we're not pagans we're catholics we we don't yes. we don't participate in that and yep. all of them died martyrs because they refused uh the the, the sodom sodomitic invitation of the king and they said nope uh, not on it, it ain't happening. We're Catholics, and so they all were killed. And so you know, you got all these African martyrs that blood right now that's praying for mm-hmm. the apostolic courage for these bishops. Yeah, Jess, and it's not only the bishops in Africa, but even the secular leaders of in Africa. It just goes against their DNA. Why? Because it violates natural law, <laughs> and it's common sense. But unfortunately, as we always say, it's not so common. Yeah. Let me mention a couple of things that are kind of interesting, just kind of news items. Uh, wrestling legend Hulk Hogan just got baptized at the age of 70. Uh, you could see him on the Praise internet. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. And, and he said, he said, uh, I'm totally surrendering and dedicating my life to Jesus Christ. Hulk Hogan. Mm. Uh, yes. He, he was baptized. I think it was in a Protestant church, but hey, at least he's a lot closer than he was being unbaptized. Also. Amen. Uh, Virginia school board members sworn in on stack of five controversial LGBTQ books instead of putting her hand on the Bible. Can you imagine that? Mm. This is the the, the, the the society that we live in now. What about this? A Florida man pled guilty in a federal court Friday in making assassination threats against Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts in a July voicemail. So this is another assassination threat against the Supreme Court Justice. Roberts was part of the court's 6-3 majority that voted to end Roe versus Wade in June of last year. Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who was also joined that majority, was a subject of an assassination attempt by a pro-abortion gunman in 2022 as well. Another news item. 
Liberal Catholics are running with the Vatican statement on blessings. Prominent liberal Catholics are taking the Vatican's recent declaration on the blessing of same-sex couples and running with it. The New York Times on Tuesday published a report on Father James Martin making history by blessing two married men. The Times piece featured a photograph of Father Martin blessing two men who were holding hands. And finally, Mm. finally, Texas Governor Greg Abbott, he signs a bill making illegal migration a state crime. So Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill making illegal immigration a criminal offense in the Lone Star State. The legislation authorizes police to arrest people they suspect across the Rio Grande between ports of entry and lets local judges issue orders removing migrants to Mexico. The law is slated to take effect in March. Well, you know what? Abbott has to do what he has to do because the federal government is not doing their job. And so Abbott is being overrun. So he's saying, hey, I'm going to give uh, my, my state law enforcement the right to make arrest. Good for him. Yeah, Jess. Jess, my wife told me that this morning, and she said that the, the president of Mexico has vowed to fight that new law. <laughs> oh, Believe it or not, he has vowed, you know, he, he's vowed to fight it. Well, uh, so, you know, here's the deal. Uh, um, wow. It's probably going to get shot down anyway by the Supreme Court because a similar law has also, has already, you know, been shot down from another state. But uh, like you said, Governor Abbott has to do what he has to do. The federal government, you know, you know, they're going to say, oh, it's the federal government's job. And we know under Joe Biden, unfortunately, the, the let's put it this way. So many illegal immigrants have come into the United States that they said it would be they would make up the 12th largest state in America population wise. If you can believe that they would they they would rank number 12. So we might as well be uh, going for a 51st state. <laughs> yeah, that's dangerous because, uh, the, yeah. you know, the, the, this is an election year. We exa- we know exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to shore up their voting base. Paul, I want, I want to move to today's gospel real quick. We got a few yep. minutes. Uh, yep. Luke chapter one, verse 39 to 45. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. The scriptures tell us Mary set out in those days and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. How does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at that moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in in my womb leapt for joy, Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise you, to you, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. A couple of things jump out at me. There's a couple of words there that I want to key in on. In, in, uh, in verse 41, where it says, uh, leapt in her womb. You know, here, her cousin Elizabeth's experience, it basically parallels that of Rebecca back in, in uh, I think Genesis chapter 25. So you got both Luke and you also have the Greek Old Testament. It uses the same verb. That that, that word lept is the verb skirtau. And so it describes children leaping or or stirring in the womb. And it says it about uh, Rebecca in the Old Testament and it says it about Elizabeth in the New Testament. Very interesting. Here's something else. Another verse that jumps out at me is verse 42. Blessed are you. In other words, Elizabeth blesses Mary with uh, with the with with words that were once spoken to two other holy Israelite women, Jael and Judith in the Old Testament, two women that cut the heads off of kings. And so these women, Mary, Jael, and Judith, are three women that have have faith and courage and have been given power and authority over wicked men. Jael and Judith. We're given power over wicked kings, and the Blessed Virgin Mary has been given power over the devil, and so uh, that that's that's very interesting. That Mary is the fulfillment of of Judith and Jael, who God used to crush the heads of wicked kings. Yes. And finally, verse forty three, Mother of my Lord. That in Latin we call Mary Mater Dei, Mother of God. 
That's where we get the fourth dogma of Mary. One of the four dogmas is that Mary's Mater Dei, Mother of God. The word Lord and God are synonyms in Hebrew. Adonai and Yahweh are synonyms. The Jews would call God Yahweh or they would call him Adonai. So Elizabeth calling Mary Mother of my Lord is the same as calling her Mother of my God. They only have one God and one Lord. That's Yahweh. Mm-hmm. That's Adonai. And so Mary's divine motherhood uh, is is uh, is right in the New Testament. This is one of the four Marian dogmas. And in fact, this was the first Marian dogma that was expounded by the Catholic Church in the Council of Ephesus in 431 AD. All right. Yeah, yeah Jess, uh, just a quick comment. You mentioned, you mentioned the babe that leapt in the womb. Well, that's the same word, and it's only used, uh, you know, very sparingly in the Bible that David, when he danced before the Ark of the Covenant, he the it's the same exact word and as you know as catholics we understand that our blessed mother is the ark of the new covenant that's right uh the proof is right there uh yeah. when you when you see the, the 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 words that are used for david dancing before the ark and john the baptist leaping in in uh, elizabeth's womb same verb all right second samuel yep we're going to be talking about now a couple of great bishops that are giving us some moral clarity about the document that just came out from the Vatican. We'll be right back. We're back. Terry and Jesse show. I'm here with my partner, Paul Clay, my Jesus 911 partner, and uh, Paul, it's not only Catholic bishops <laughs> that are denouncing any form of blessing for same-sex couples. I'm looking here, Paul. Chief Rabbi tells the Pope, Chief mm. Rabbi Goldstein tells the Pope, "Repent of your sins." So that we have, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. Wow, we have rabbis jumping in. Here's another one. Franklin Graham, Southern Baptist says Pope Pope Francis doesn't have the right to bless what God calls sin. So because of natural law and divine law, even people that aren't Catholic Christians, they know that Pope Francis and Cardinal Fernandez have have essentially, like you said yesterday, you said they're trying to make a distinction in the document uh, with, what was that term you said? Distinction without... uh, Without a difference. Yes. And everybody knows that. And, yes. and, and, and people around the world are, are, are denouncing that document because it is a distinction without a difference. Because we know because James Morton just just uh, it, yesterday, and he put it on all over social media, he blessed two homosexuals holding hands with each other. Yes. He didn't, yes. He didn't call them to repentance. Yeah. And the way this thing was plastered over every major news outlet across the world everybody knows that whatever has happened because of this decision this document that was released is novel it is something new and you know as well as i know the last novel thing we dealt with was coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) we don't need we don't need more novelty all right let me let me jump into this article and we can make some comments archbishop prohibits uh priests from performing any form of blessing of same-sex couples in response to new Vatican declaration. God bless you, Bishop Snyder and Bishop, uh, his, uh, his, his partner, what's his name, uh, Bishop Tomas Pita. So, yes. a, metropolitan, a metropolitan archbishop has become the first prelate to issue the guidance to his flock on the Vatican's declaration allowing same-sex blessings. In it, he firmly prohibits priests and faithful from accepting or performing any form of blessings of couples in any irregular situation and same-sex couples. In a statement dated December 19th and sent to all priests and parishes in his archdiocese, Archbishop Tomasz Pita, or Peta, of St. Mary in Astana, Kazakhstan, together with Auxiliary Bishop Athanasius Schneider, (coughs) he he reminds me of his namesake, his 4th century namesake, firmly contend that the new declaration, Fiducia Supplicans, is a great deception. (laughs) They they said it, Paul. They They said the word is a great deception and its proposed blessings of the and its proposed blessings of same-sex couples 
directly and seriously contradict divine revelation and the uninterrupted bimillennial doctrine and practice of the Catholic Church. The declaration issued on December 18th by the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith, Prefect Cardinal Manuel Fernandez, who, by the way, wrote a book on the art of kissing. So apparently his expertise as a cardinal is in kissing. Uh, and so it doesn't surprise me that he would promote something like this, Paul. Yes. And signed by Pope Francis, claims to offer an innovative contribution to the meaning of blessings. So they admit this is new. The document admits innovative. There it is. They, they, it's, it's new. New like which coronavirus. Which allows the possibility of blessing couples in irregular situations yeah. and same-sex couples without officially validating their status or changing in any way the church's perennial teaching on marriage. While affirming the ch that the church <coughs> does not have the power to impart blessings proper to the sacrament of marriage on unions of persons of the same sex, the Declaration permits priests to offer a non-liturgical and spontaneous pastoral blessing that is a new category, category of blessing <coughs> to such couples. Now, here's my statement before I go on. And I'll... They didn't need to write this document. They wrote this document to obfuscate and confuse people <coughs> and to basically give, give uh, impetus to the homosexual community. I'll tell you why. Yes. <clears throat> this document was not necessary, Paul, because I know priests. Priest told me, yeah, Jesse, I went to the airport. Some guy came up to me, a homeless guy, asked me, hey, Father, can you bless me? And I blessed him. Mm -hmm. Some guy was shining my shoes in the mall, you know, and uh, he saw I had a Roman collar, and he asked me, hey, Father, pay, you know, after he shined my shoes, he goes, hey, Father, can I have a blessing? And I blessed him. So yes. it ha spontaneous blessings by priests happens all the times, okay? Yes. But they wrote this document, Paul, because what they're trying to do is they're trying to they're trying to move the football forward. They're trying make to advance a statement. The, yeah. They're trying to make a statement. So the and Jess, says, yeah, go ahead. Jess, just so you know, I I I I asked Google, you know, to define blessing. God's favor and protection is what is what the definition was. That's a good definition. So, yeah. How in the world? Can you ask for God's, God's favor, favor and protection when you are involved in active rebellion against God? Paul, you know how the Pope Splainers are going to say it, okay? They're going to say, just Paul. But Ad nauseum. It, it, yeah, <laughs> at the, the document doesn't bless, doesn't bless the, the couple that's blessing the individual. Not true, because when you read the document, guess what? It yeah. says couples. Yes, couples. yes. Implicit. Implicit. Now, if it, 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 I could see the post planners, they're saying, no, no, it, it's an individual blessing. Well, why does it call the, them couples? There's these couples that are coming for the yeah, blessing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and as far and as far as all the post planners, let's just say Cardinal Mueller, who was at the highest office in the church, head catechesis under Benedict XVI, he says the document is contradictory. So that should tell you something right then and there. Well, that might I, I, I'm not going to argue with him. He's got yeah. he's got a lot more weight than I do, and and and, yep. and and yeah, in terms of his office before Christ, he's got a lot more weight than I do. So, in his statement responding to the declaration, Archbishop Pita, a native of Poland, warns priests and faithful that this effort to to legitimize such blessings will have far-reaching and destructive consequences. Yep, and at least in practice, turns the Catholic Church into a propagandist of gender ideology. What a great statement. Mm -hmm. Now here's, so the, it says, these two bishops from St. Mary and Astana in Kazakhstan, it says, the manifest purpose of the Declaration of the Holy See, fiducia supplicans, is to allow the possibility of blessing couples in irregular situations and same-sex couples. At the same time, the document insists that such blessings are performed without officially validating their status or changing in any way the church's perennial teaching on marriage. The fact that the document does not give permission for the marriage of same-sex couples should not blind pastors and faithful to the great deception and the evil that resides in the very permission to bless couples in irregular situations, i.e. fornication, homosexuality, and same-sex couples. Such a blessing directly and seriously contradicts divine revelation and the uninterrupted bimillennial doctrine and practice of the Catholic faith. 
to blessed couples and in a regular situation and same-sex couples is a serious abuse of the most holy name of God. Wow. Mm. Since this name is invoked upon an objectively sinful union of adultery or of homosexual activity. Great argument. Great argument. Therefore, none, not even the most beautiful of the statements contained in this declaration of the Holy See, can minimize the far-reaching and destructive consequences resulting from this effort to legitimize such blessings. With such blessings, a Catholic Church becomes, if not in theory, then in practice, a propagandist of the globalist and ungodly gender ideology. Wow. Wow. Powerful statements. These bishops are uncovering this like detectives, Paul. This is what I would call Scotland Yard's detective work. Can you pick up the next paragraph? Sure. As successors of the apostles and faithful to our solemn oath on the occasion of our Episcopal consecration to preserve the deposit of faith in purity and integrity, according to the tradition always and everywhere observed in the church since the time of the apostles, we exhort and prohibit priests and the faithful of the Archdiocese of St. Mary in Astania from accepting or performing any form of blessing whatsoever of couples in an irregular situation and same-sex couples. It goes without saying that every sincerely re- uh, repentant sinner with the firm intention of to no longer sin and to put an end to his public sinful situation can receive a blessing. With sincere brotherly love and with due respect, we address Pope Francis, who by allowing the blessing of couples in an irregular situation and same-sex couples does not walk uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. Wow. Mm. Yeah, mm. what a statement. Uh, you know, and he references C. Galatians chapter 2, verse 14. To borrow the words with which St. Paul, the apostle, publicly admonished the first pope in Antioch. Therefore, in the spirit of Episcopal collegiality, we ask Pope Francis to revoke the permission to bless couples in an irregular situation and same-sex couples so that the Catholic Church may shine clearly as the pillar and ground of the truth, the bulwark of truth. Uh, For all those who sincerely seek to know the will of God, and by fulfilling it, to attain eternal life. Jess, this is, what one, of the a, be- what a- this is one of the best, clearest statements from bishops that I've heard so far yeah. in the last few days. Uh, I, these guys get an A-plus for their yes. analysis and their clarity, Paul. Yes, clarity. yes, yes. God bless the Archbishop of Pakistan. He just, he, uh, by the way, uh, obviously knows full well that he runs the risk at being canceled, <laughs> yet he loves Jesus more than he loves, let's say, an apartment possibly over in the Vatican. <laughs> Paul, you know? <laughs> here's yeah, here's something else that does concern me. And you all know yeah. because when you write a paper for a professor, you know, what do they ask you? Hey, we want to see your footnotes. Make sure you're not, you know, okay. Yeah. So footnotes yeah. are important, right? Yeah, plagiarizing. <laughs> yeah, so so I'm looking. I looked at the, the document, Fiducius Supplicon, and there's 45 paragraphs, and there's 31 numbered footnotes. Guess what, Paul? 22 mm. of the footnotes, Pope Francis footnote himself. <laughs> can, Paul, can you imagine if you're writing a paper, a college paper, like for a thesis or something? And you're trying to make an argument to, to, to advance a position. And then 75% of your footnotes, you quote Paul Clay to advance whatever position you want. Well, well, well what you're saying is I am the authority. <laughs> and, you, and you know what? Yeah. Uh, you're only the authority insofar as you faithfully transmit that which was passed on to you by the apostolic uh your your apostolic predecessors and then deliver that safely to your generation because the minute you depart with something novel and i get it you know yes the pope's planners will say well you know he didn't actually say this and 
Look at the confusion that's caused, Jess. Look at, and, and the silence, by the way, that you hear. It's plastered all around the world, Pope yeah. plus the same-sex yeah. marriages, and you hear crickets, and you tell me what's his obvious intention to cause confusion, or like you said the other day, what did he tell the youth at World Youth Day? Make a mess of things. Well, like I said, it's not just the world youth making a mess of things. It's the old guys, and uh, the old guys wearing red, uh, uh, wearing wearing caps on their heads. And uh, and I'll tell you, Paul, uh, this is the the average lay Catholic is not going to read the document or the fine print. They're going to turn on the radio or television, and we know what's plastered all over the news right now. Catholic mm-hmm. Church allows uh, blessings for same-sex marriages. That's what's yep. plastered all over, and that's all the average Catholic is going to read that soundbite because most people live by soundbites. They're not going to read the 45 paragraphs in this document, and they're going to say, wow, you know, I guess mm-hmm. uh, my lesbian sister, my my homosexual brother, I guess I guess they've been right the whole time. Uh, yeah. And the, the fact yeah. is, yeah, the, the fact is... Souls are going to hell. That's the yeah. fact. Yeah. Souls are going to hell when they, you know, when the loving thing to do would be to correct. Love corrects, and the only thing we got out of the Pope, Jess, and 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 again, I'm just going to speak the truth. Um, who am I to judge? And I welcome schism. Yeah. If that doesn't, if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know, I don't know what does. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're back to Terry and Jesse show. We're talking about uh, these two brave bishops uh, and, and several other brave bishops, Strickland. There's, there's, there's other ones. You know, Paul, yes. people like these two bishops in Kazakhstan, uh, Bishop uh, Archbishop Mueller will read his, his article next. Uh, Burke, Strickland, uh, a few others, Syrah. You know what they remind me of, Paul? They're, mm. <laughs> they're like the Spartan 300. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. You know, Good you, got, you got 10,000 Persians on the other side coming at them and, and they're defending the holy doctrine against this massive onslaught, including the Pope. But the yep. Pope is like King Xerxes at this point. If you remember yeah. the movie, uh, the 300 and, uh, yeah. it seems to me like Paul, like only a few bishops and prelates, you know, just like, you know, Bishop, uh, uh, St. Athanasius, uh, you know, yeah. just uh, St. Thomas More. I mean, you could in history you see those very few people. Uh, you know, uh, St. Jose Luis uh, uh, Del Rio uh, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, Jess. The psalmist said, "I will not be afraid, though ten thousand set people set themselves against me round about." What a what a what a statement! What, ten thousand people well, I'll tell surrounding you, me. Who those ten? That's Strickland, Corleone, Burke, Sarah, Mueller. That, that, that psalm is in their heart yes, because yes. they're like Spartans standing against defending the holy doctrine against massive obs, and only a few of these bishops and archbishops are willing to carry this cross, maybe even to a heroic death. You know, I'm not talking about being probably canceled, but the majority in church power. I'm telling you, Paul, I'm not a prophet or the son of a prophet, but but just I, I can read the tea leaves. The majority in church power right now are in a horrible surprise. If they don't do something about this right now, take Custer's last stand, they're going to be terribly surprised at their particular judgment. And uh, I, I, yeah. I, I mean, again, I, I go back. I don't know how it's going to happen. I know we think that Christ, Lord, where are you at? Christ promised the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, but that doesn't mean that the church won't diminish in numbers uh, in many parts of the world to almost nothing. Well, again, Jess, you know, when you understand that the church is church militant, church suffering, and church triumphant, and when God allowed uh, Elijah to see there are more for us than against us. You know, he says, open up their eyes and let's mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. There's the host of heaven behind us. And so even though those bishops may seem like they are, you know, the, making the last stand, the reality is even one with God is a majority. Yeah. 
That's a good. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad you reminded me about uh, Elijah facing uh-huh. off against, against. I guess it, I think it was the, the Syrians. Yes, they th- they and that angel gonna... came in and wiped them out. 185,000. Talk about the power of an angel. Catholics, yes. pr- prayer to, pray your guardian angel prayer every day. I do it yes. in the morning and I do it in the evening. Let's go now to Cardinal Mueller. He says, fiducia supplicans is self-contradictory. So, he said, while some have praised the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith text, Others have raised serious concerns, and some bishops' conferences have pushed back on the implementation of the document in their countries. Fiducius Supplicans was authored by Cardinal Victor Manuel Fernandez. Again, just he's a shady character, that's all I could say. Anybody who writes a book on kissing and, and he's a cardinal, uh, that, that's everything I need to know about him. He was appointed to lead the dicastery for the doctrine of the faith earlier this year. But Cardinal Gerhard Mueller, who led the Vatican's doctrinal office from 2012 until 2017, until yeah, until Pope Francis canceled him, mm-hmm. said in an essay Thursday, the text is self-contradictory and requires further clarification. Here, here. Mm-hmm. Cardinal Mueller, Cardinal Mueller sent, sent, sent that essay with exclusive permission to publish to the pillar and to publications working in Italian, Spanish, and, and German. In light of the ongoing debate over fiducia supplicans and Miller's role in the church, the pillar publishes his essay below in its entirety. Paul, you want to pick it up? Cardinal Mueller's, his actual words on the document. Yeah. Um, trying to see, are we... It says, with the declaration... Okay, with the declaration, fiducia supplicans... On the pastoral significance of blessings, the dicastery for the doctrine of faith has made an affirmation that has no precedent in the teaching of the Catholic Church. In fact, this document affirms that it is possible for a priest to bless, not liturgically, but privately, couples who live in a sexual relationship outside of marriage, including same-sex couples, the many questions raised by bishops, priests, and lady in response to these statements deserve a clear and unequivocal response. Jess, I just want to make a quick comment and tell you that as if the liturgical practice of the church can be one thing and my private life can be another thing, uh, that equals aka hypocrisy that mm. that basically spells if 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 that's your mentality if that's your mindset you're saying oh yeah the church says this and liturgically but in in privately we can we can do this you know that that that's hypocrisy that's called being a hypocrite the idea would be i remember when uh somebody told me once at work they said uh you know uh you, you you know you're just too religious you're always thinking religiously and i'm like uh leave your religion at home well that's who i am i can't i said you want me to just to leave my head at home check my <laughs> check my head at, at home and, and then show up to work with no brain because that's who i am you can't separate it yeah <laughs> you know it's called decapitation when you when you separate. yes 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 <laughs> continuing Does this statement not clearly contradict Catholic teaching? Are the faithful obliged to accept this new teaching? Notice, new teaching. May the priest perform such new practices that have been, that have just been invented. Invented. And can the, yes. And can the diocesan, yeah, yeah. Can the diocesan bishop forbid them if they were to take place in his diocese? To answer these questions, let us see what exactly the document teaches and what arguments it relies on. The document, which was neither discussed nor approved by the General Assembly of Cardinals and Bishops of this dicastery, acknowledges that the hypothesis, sounds like the theory of evolution here, Hmm. uh, it proposes is new and that it is based primarily on the pastoral magisterium of there it is, Pope Francis, who, like you said, who quotes himself over and yes. over and again, over let again. Me re- let me repeat what I just said. There's 31 footnotes in his in the in the document, 
fiducius supplicans. 22 of those footnotes, I, I read them. He's, he's quoting himself on prior things that he's written. This yep. is his theology. This is not Pray the church's Fran- theology. Francis. Yes. Pray for him. Okay, let me let me jump on the next paragraph. Yep. According to the Catholic faith, the Pope and bishops can set certain pastoral accents and creatively relate the truth of revelation to the new challenges of each age, as, for example, in the field of social doctrine or of bioethics, while respecting the fundamental principles of Christian anthropology. Yeah, and, and a mm-hmm. good example of that is, for example, you know, St. John Paul II as a Pope, there was new things that he was dealing with, like euthanasia, Embryonic fetal stem cell research, drunk driving, uh, you know, stuff that wasn't around at the Council of Trent or even before that. And so Mm -hmm. those things, he had to look at the church's moral compass and then try to answer it in the new catechism. So that's what it's saying here. But these innovations, Cardinal Mueller calls it innovations, cannot go beyond what was revealed to them once and for all by the apostles as the word of God. De Vermum 8. In fact, there are no biblical texts or texts of the fathers or doctors of the church or previous documents of the magisterium to support the conclusions of fiducia supplicans. Perfect example I'll give you. You think that if people would have raised their hands and said in Sodom and Gomorrah, as God is about to rain fire in heaven upon those two cities for rampant homosexuality and bestiality, you think if they would have said, Lord, bless us, bless us. We don't want to change. We're going to keep on sodomizing each other. We're going to keep on, a, 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 on having sex with animals. You think God mm. would have stopped raining fire on Sodom and Gomorrah? No. I don't mm. care if you scream, bless me, bless me, God. If you're not yep. going to change, you're going to incur what's called damnation history. Yeah. The article said, so, moreover, what we see is not a development, but a doctrinal, <laughs> a doctrinal leap. <laughs> <laughs> For, <laughs> I, I love his choice of words because you know it almost they're clear. sounds funny they're clear. yeah they're clear and 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 you know we can kind of chuckle at it a little bit but this is so obvious the things that he's saying how can you know those who who want to prop this thing up support it jess and i just want to add one quick comment jess Sacred Scripture in 2 Timothy 2.4 says, For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. And that is exactly what's at work. You might say, well, the, the you know, nothing has officially changed, but pastorally, isn't that how they do it, Jess? Pastorally, we're gonna, you know, the, you know, the law might say this, but this is actually what we're gonna do. And guess what? Um, uh, it's not. Let me quote Jesus: "Not all who say to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father." And so, it's what you do that matters, as as opposed to what you say. And Paul and the left, the Catholic left is going to look at this document. They're going to say, okay, technically, technically, you, just you and Paul, you guys are correct. It doesn't say that homosexuals can, couples can be blessed insofar as their homosexual relationship, but it's the mm-hmm. spirit. But we're, we're, Father James Mar would probably say, we're implementing the spirit of that document. Vatican II. Yeah. Yeah. And the spirit of that document allows us to take it a step further. Because they'll probably quote, they'll probably misquote St. Paul. They'll say, uh, the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. <laughs> we'll yeah. be right back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Jesus, uh, Terry and Jesse show. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. This is a long article. We're not going to get through it, but it's 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 worth reading. The article is put out by uh, The Pillar, and it's uh, quoting the letter written by Cardinal Ger- Ger- Gerard Mueller. And, uh, and he basically just takes the fiducia supplicants document and he just shows paragraph by paragraph where it has departed where it has where it's deviated and where it's a complete innovation and so 
Uh, I just want to just thank uh, Cardinal Gerhard Mueller for the great contribution that he's given us. Also Bishop Athanasius Snyder, also Bishop Strickland, and also Bishop Sarah, and many others. So it's it's worth reading the whole document. But Paul, here's a couple of things I want to mention. You just mentioned right now we're talking, and you you said the the demons are laughing. Demons are laughing because this is exactly what they're trying to promote in the Catholic Church. And Paul is absolutely right. For those of you that want to see an analysis, the most brilliant analysis of the way America has been attacked uh, by, by Satan's five generals, Father Chad Ripperger on the internet, he's got, a, he's got a, a, a show, it's called, or a presentation that he gives, and it's called the, the State of the Church right now. And here's what he says, because Paul basically just triggered this when he talked to me right now. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you the state of the church and how this happened, in case you're wondering. The t- his talk is called Levels of Spiritual Warfare. Levels of Spiritual Warfare. Everybody should listen to that talk. It's on YouTube by Father Chad Ripperger, the greatest exorcist in the, in the world right now. Here's what he said. And he's, giving, he's told me this personally, but this is his lecture. He says, Jess, Satan is the father of lies. He's, he's the fallen angel, Lucifer, the most powerful being God ever created in the angelic world. He goes, underneath him, he has generals, just like a military structure, just like God is the Lord of hosts, and the Hebrew word for host is armies, Sabaoth. God is the Lord of armies. In fact, the book of Exodus says, our God is a warrior. Our God fights our battles. God, the Lord of hosts. The word host in Hebrew, the English word is the Hebrew word army. That's literal. So Satan was part of an army. So he under, understands military. He's now, he's now the, the, the commander of his army. He's got five generals. Father Ripperger, who's been an exorcist for 17 years, he's dealt with all these demons. And he, he tells me, he says, he goes, the first demon that's, that's underneath Satan, in his, he calls it the table, the table of five, is Baal, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name. He's the demon of impurity. He's the demon of fornication. He's the one that got America to succumb to the fornication culture, the hippie culture, the Woodstock culture. He's the one that, uh, you know, he's the one that has basically dumbed down the minds of people that the sex is just for pleasure. It's recreational. That's that demon. Now, so he laid the groundwork, but all for the free love movement in America. And, uh, and we know what the Bible says, what happens uh, when you start dishonoring your body in Romans chapter one, verse 24 to 30. Uh, when you start dishonoring your body amongst yourselves, and you exchange the truth of God for a lie, and you, you start worshiping the creature rather than the creator, what ends up happening? You start moving into homosexuality. Once you cave into for, once the culture caves into fornication, now the culture starts moving into homosexuality. St. Paul says, for this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. Their women exchanged natural relations for the unnatural, and the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in their own bodies a due penalty for their error. Father Ripperger says the next thing that happened in the 60s is you had Vatican II. They changed the new right. They changed the right of exorcism that had been around for over 400 years and they watered it down. So now, now they, they, come up, they came up with what's called the new right of exorcism, which they call it, they call it now the celebration of exorcism. Well... <laughs> That happened in 1983. All the exorcists, starting with Father Amorth, they basically pushed back because no exorcist was on the committee writing this prayer. It was all liturgists. And so Father Amorth and many other exorcists uh, talked to Pope John Paul II and said, we're not using this garbage. This is plain garbage. So Pope John Paul II, thanks be to God, he gave them all permission to, to retain the old rite of exorcism used that came from 1614 AD. So every exorcist that I know today, they don't use the new rite. They don't use the 1983 celebration of an exorcism. They use the old rite, which is the 1614 rite. So Father Ripperger says, once the demon of uh, fornication was, was embraced by America, then he goes, then Satan unleashed another demon, Asmodeus. He's a demon of homosexuality in men. Okay, So he's the demon of homosexuality of the male type. 
Then the next demon, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name, the next demon that Satan unleashed upon America, and Father says it, this happened in stages, was Leviathan. He says, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name. That's the demon of homosexuality. In, 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 Asmodeus is a demon of homosexuality in men of the feminine type, the receivers. Uh, Leviathan is a demon of homosexuality in men, but of the masculine type. They're the, they're the, the givers. Then there's the spirit of Lilith, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name. That's a demon of lesbianism. Lesbianism. So, Father Ripperger says, all this happened in America, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Then, Satan unleashed the fifth demon upon America, who was Baphomet, who reject and rebuke and renounce in Jesus' name, go to the foot of the cross, that Jesus Christ may do with you as he wills. Baphomet, Father Ripperger says, is the demon now of child sacrifice, modern day abortion. So, when America caved in, to seeing sex as simply pleasure and recreation through Baal, the demon of fornication, Asmodeus, the demon of homosexuality in men of the male type, uh, Leviathan, the demon of homosexuality of the, uh, uh, of the, of the uh, feminine type, and then Lilith, the demon of lesbianism. When, when sexual licentiousness became unhinged, from Catholic moral theology, from biblical truth. Now, he said, we're dealing with Baphomet, who's a demon of child sacrifice in America, America modern-day abortion. And Paul, do you think it's a wonder that in all these state capitol buildings, in all these universities, what are the occultists and Satanists? They're always, uh, they're always screaming uh, to erect a statue of who? Baphomet the demon of child sacrifice all over America. We're fighting this from one courthouse to another because, and, and, and remember you, you're, you're an ex military guy. So you know this, Paul, you know this, you know that when a conquering army, when they conquer another army, what do they do? They pitch their flag there. We beat you. We, when Iowa Jima, we pitch our flag. We defeated you Japanese fascists. Well, guess what? By these Baphomet statues that are being placed on state buildings, state property, what, what, what this, what, but basically the, the, the devil is saying, I'm pitching my flag there, victory. I got people in that courthouse, in that government building, working for me. What do you think about all that, Paul? Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Can't hear Paul. I, okay, I can hear you now. You can hear me? Yep. Yep. Okay. So basically, he's saying the land is conquered. It belongs to me. But just uh, Dr. Paul Clay, pun intended, has, <laughs> has, has a prescription for you. I can diagnose the problem and I can give you the cure. Jess, the cure is nothing short of pray your rosary. Amen. You see? Because the graces that will flow from your uh, ardent prayers to the to our blessed mother asking for her intervention her virginal purity the it, i can't even describe to you you know uh you know when, you know when when people you know hear the word virgin uh they think okay you know she was a virgin no there's a virginal purity to her holiness that is just uh the demons tremble okay she is the mediatrix of the graces of her blessed son king jesus that is the answer uh i have a recent testimony not going to get into it right now but i can tell you right now pray your rosary catholics because that is the cure that is the antidote if you want to be insulated if you want read google the 10 promises of those who recite the holy rosary and you it will bring a smile to your face and i'm telling you as sure as i'm talking to you right now today those promises are true yeah and when you look at those promises you're going to say sign me up Sign me up. Yes. And, and I'll tell you, remember, the Jews, when they would go out into battle, they would take the Ark of the Covenant, and it would make their enemies flee like, oh, no, 
They got their secret mm. weapon. They brought their Ark of the Covenant, and they would yep. set it in the middle of the battlefield, and uh, they would pray Psalm 68, verse 1 and 2. Well, guess what? I like it. We got something a lot better than a golden box overlaid with gold. We have right. the Blessed Virgin Mary, the New Testament, real Ark of the Covenant, and any time yes. you go anywhere, carry your rosary. Make sure you carry your rosary because that's your New Testament Ark of the Covenant and life is warfare. Job chapter 7, verse 1. Life yes. is a battle. Yes. And uh, I love what David said. Uh, right after David slew Goliath, he composed Psalm 144, verse 1. Lord, prepare my hands for battle and my fingers for war. Is it. it is it a coincidence that David had five stones? How many decades are there in the rosary? Five decades. And who's the stone in each decade? Christ. He's the stone that was rejected by the builders. He has become the cornerstone. When you Loving are praying the brother. rosary, what you're doing, you're doing this. You are slinging into the cosmos, into the eons. You're slinging the word of God. And what is the word of God? It's the sword that comes out of your mouth. It's a sword that comes out of your mouth. It's the arrow that God fires from his mouth. It's it's thunder that God com comes out of God's mouth. Psalm 68. Smile to my face. That's oh, what my the word goodness. of God is. Project the word of God into the cosmos day in and day out. Oh, yes. Ah, that's a wrap, yes. brother. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. You keep on preaching because that is the answer. That is the solution. And no one could have quite put it the way you did. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Paul, for stepping in. Now, I can always count you to pinch hit. Terry loves when you're on the show and the people love you as well. So, uh, hey, uh, pray, hope, and don't worry. St. Padre Pio says worry is useless. Pray your, pray your rosary every single day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Read your Bible every day, Catholics. Let's become biblically literate so that we can be lied to. Read the Word of God every single day and live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of moral sin. See you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. Keep the faith.